Hello, bitches. Welcome to the Potty Mouth Pep Talk Podcast, where I try to help my listeners get out of their own way and get shit done. I am your host, Elaine Terso. Let's dive right in. Hello, my bitches. How is everyone doing? I am coming to you to talk about a hard topic, which is accountability. Accountability to me simply is that you do what you say you're going to do, right? You follow through. If you say, I am going to do X, Y, Z for you, that you fucking do it. I don't know how many times, (laughs) I don't know how many times Um, I have had to do someone else's work because the person that was supposed to do it didn't fucking do it. Anyone else? Raise your hand. Yeah, I know. It sucks when someone does not do the thing they said they were going to do. But here's the deal. We have to be held accountable. And what does that actually look like? What are the consequences for not doing your shit for not doing the things that you're supposed to do. Because, you know, in life, we have consequences. If you break the law, right, you get a ticket, you go to jail. In a professional setting, we have consequences too. Because if you don't show up for work, you could get fired, right? So here are some other things that I like to kind of ponder on some other questions that I have for you before we start talking about the tips, because I have tips. Oh yes, there are 11 tips and they're for holding yourself accountable and holding your team accountable because they're very different, um, but very interesting. Okay, so here we go. So the first question I have for you is how does your work culture affect accountability? How does your work culture, like, is your work culture, so like at your job or if you are the the owner of the company, how does the culture that you've created or that you are in, how does that impact accountability? And so does your boss make it easy for you to come in and say, I fucked up or I need help? or I don't quite understand what it is that you need. I'm struggling with this project. Is there an open door policy, right? So what is the culture? Do you feel comfortable going to ask for help? And in reverse, if you are the leader, do your team members feel comfortable coming to ask you for help or support or additional information, okay? The next question is how does leadership impact accountability. So again, are you someone who is open? Who is someone who is like, sure, come and ask me if you need help. Ask me if you need help. Um, If you have a shitty leader, a shitty boss, mm, I definitely would not, right? I've seen people get embarrassed I've seen people be humiliated. I've seen people be shamed 
because they didn't follow through or the thing that they did was wrong. And in a meeting, they get called out. Is that the kind of leadership that you want to be a part of? I know I fucking don't. So how can we hold others accountable for mistakes? Like what is, what is the consequence? And we'll talk about that. But first we're going to talk about you. We are going to talk about you. Okay, here we go. The first thing that I do to hold myself accountable, and I'm going to, I'm going to use myself a lot because I feel like the, these are things that I do for myself and I want to just kind of share with you what I do to hold myself accountable and maybe you will find some value in what I do um, and I would love to hear what you do, right? So get in touch with me. Like I, I want to know. I love to learn from what other people do and if you have something that works for you, don't keep that magic shit to yourself. Like share the love. <laughs> we have to all be in this together, right? Um, and celebrate success for each other, right? This is not about just I'm the winner and you're the loser because I'm not going to share with you what I'm doing that's working for me. Fuck that shit, right? Let's all be in this together. Okay, here we go. Number one, write down your goals. I write down my goals. I do annually, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily. What am I going to do? What is the reason, my why? Why are these goals important to me? And here's what I've learned. If I don't include my why, I am less likely to accomplish that goal. So it's important for me to write down, hey, you really need to get your, um, uh, your Instagram posts scheduled for the week. Why? Well, because it's going to help you free up your time and you're not going to be paranoid about missing it um, because you got so busy that everything else became a priority. So I'm going to set aside time one day a week to do that thing. And it's just going to make my life easier in the end. That is a very compelling reason for me to make sure that I set an hour aside each week in order to schedule my Instagram content for the week. That is a very compelling reason. Save time, save money, save hassle, save headache. Yes, absolutely. That's what we want to do. So what's your why? When you write down your goals, what is your why? Like if you include that, it will make it easier for you to actually accomplish it. So when you write it down, I want you just dash why. Like why are you, why? Why? Why do you need to do that? The number two thing that I do is I like to reverse engineer my goals. So I like to create a strategy or a plan. And I always start with the outcome first. And I have talked about my reverse engineering of my goals many times before. But if you are not familiar, if you're new around here, I will share with you just kind of briefly what I do. So I look at the end result first. So it should be something that is measurable, like money. I want to make a certain amount of money. I want to have a certain number of clients that I want to serve. I want to increase my subscribers by a certain number. So something that's measurable. What's the end result? So like um, currently, I'm going to share with you kind of what I'm doing right now. So right now, I am planning for um, this uh, my next education week coming up. 
September 21st called Level Up to Scale Up. And so everything that I'm doing right now around my goals, around everything I'm doing is around this result. And the result is that I would like to have 30 people attending my, um, my Level Up to Scale Up class five days free education where I want to help leaders and CEOs and entrepreneurs like really take a look at what what's working what's not working and what do we got to do to change it okay so that's the end result 30 people okay so that helps me then to be able to reverse engineer that so how much time do I have to complete this goal well it starts september 21st and today is um, september it's labor day today on the day that i'm recording this it's labor day so i have a couple of weeks left to um that i've been working on this for weeks already right but i have about a couple weeks left before september 21st okay so that's going to go into um into my um my strategy my plan the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do the math. So if I want 30, if I want 30 people to attend, how many people do I need to get signed up per day, per week, per month, okay, in order to accomplish that goal? So I just divide it up. And then I'm like, oh, wow, that's like one person a day, right? Um, one, two people, two people a day. I could easily do that. Easy, easy peasy, okay? So I did the math. What are a list of activities that I can do to help me achieve the result that I'm trying to get? So the list of activities could be blog posting, podcasting, posting on social media, um, writing um, on LinkedIn, um, doing live videos, doing, um, I'm doing a workshop tomorrow to tell people about how I do my content. And I'm not doing that as a way to sell anything, but I'm doing it as a way to help people and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to use the content that I'm, what I'm doing right now, I'm going to show them. So I'm not selling them anything, but they are going to see kind of behind the curtain of how I'm planning for this next education week. I know it's very tricky, isn't that? Isn't that tricky? I know. All right. Um, the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to create milestones which is what I'd like to call accomplish what by when. So what is, what is the accomplishment that is going to help me kind of like, what is the milestone that I can celebrate uh, as I'm going through this process? So when I'm like, I can celebrate when I've hit 10 people registered, right? So I wanna have 10 people registered by September 11th. Okay, so you kind of see like, it's like, oh, okay, so that's my goal. 10 people registered by September 11th, which is Friday. Okay, easy, easy peasy. What is the reward? What's the reward? So do I reward myself with what? Getting time to just relax? Like if I get that done, then I can relax and spend, have a lazy day on the weekend. That's my reward where I literally just lay around and I do nothing. And sometimes that means I don't even shower, <laughs> but I love it. Okay. So that's my reward. I get to have a lazy day. What is the consequence for not meeting my goal? 
who is going to be impacted or affected for not getting this done. So what happens if I don't meet my goal? If I don't get 10 people met, uh, registered for, for my event by September 11th, what's the consequence? I'm going to have to work harder next week. That's the consequence because I have a goal. And that means that if I don't accomplish that, then it means that I'm going to be less likely to get 30 people into my class. And why is having 30 people important to me? Because I need, I feel this compelling reason that I need to talk to 30 people in order to truly help them in their business, right? And maybe um, out of those 30, maybe five people would actually want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me where I can really truly help people because that's so important to me is to help people get out of their own goddamn way and get shit done. That's my mission. That's my purpose. So if I don't get this done, who's going to be impacted? The people out there that need me is going to be impacted if I don't get this done. So me not doing the thing I'm supposed to do impacts more than just me. It impacts the people out there who need to hear what I have to say. Okay, so that's my number two. Number three, <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Identify procrastination and self-sabotaging behaviors. So I'm going to give you some examples. So what does it look like when you procrastinate? I'll tell you what mine looks like. Mine looks like that I'm scrolling Facebook instead of writing a blog post. Okay. Um, Self-sabotaging myself could mean that I don't attend an event because I'm worried that I might not know someone. And if I, if I do um, attend an event, do I talk about the thing that I need to talk about? Or am I scared as hell and worried that people are going to think that I'm just some self-promoter and I'm worried about being judged? That's the bottom line. I'm worried about being judged. Let's just call it what it is. I'm worried about people equals I'm worried about being judged. Okay. So when I feel like, uh-oh, procrastination and self-sabotage is showing up, being self-aware of that is so critical because it truly is a secret to success is that I can go, oh shit, I'm noticing, why am I on Facebook? I'm not supposed to be on Facebook. I'm supposed to be writing right now. And it's part of my, my list of activities to help me achieve a result. And why am I scrolling Facebook instead? Because maybe I'm scared that I don't know what I'm really talking about. Maybe I'm worried that people are not going to like what I have to say. Okay. So think about that. Why are you doing the thing that you're doing instead of doing the thing you're supposed to be doing? What's, what's the fear? Okay. So when you notice it, now you can shift it and say, Hey, what do you think you're doing, bitch? Get back to work. Like stop wasting time. You are wasting time. Shift it and move forward, okay? But you have to be able to be aware of it first. So number four is that um, I actually have an accountability partner. So my friend Paige and I are accountability partners, and we check in with each other um, during the week every day. We check in with each other, um, we hop on a call, and we just basically if we need to, to bitch or to vent or to say, hey, 
um, I'm working on this thing and what do you think, um, where, you know, where do you see the need? Um, and I might ask her, hey, so I need help. What images come to your mind when you think of the word accountability, right? What, what, what pictures pop into your mind? Like I might ask her a question like that because I'm stuck. Okay. The other thing is a mastermind group. So a mastermind group can be really helpful because you are being accountable to a group of people who have said, you have said, I am going to do this. Uh, these are my goals. This is my deadline. This is, I need help. I need ideas. This is how, this is what support looks like. Could someone please check in with me and make sure that I'm doing the thing I said I'm going to do. Okay, so find a mastermind group. Um, and because being accountable to someone else can be motivating for some, if you are having a hard time being accountable to yourself, but being accountable to someone else is more motivating, then by all means, do that until you just, till you like decide that this is the thing that you need to do for you, not for anyone else, okay? Number five, my last tip for accountability for yourself is to show up and do the goddamn work, okay? So here's the thing. You can immerse yourself in all of the self-help books, all of the podcasts, all of the programs, but the reality is, is that you have the key for your own success inside of you. You just have to show up, be curious, have courage, and be brave and get the shit done already. You know what you have to do. You just have to be willing to actually show up and do it. Okay? Stop procrastinating and stop allowing self-sabotage to take over your life. Plain and simple. Okay, so here we go. Now we're going to talk about accountability tips for teams. So if you lead a team or you are on a team, this is important for you. If you are a solopreneur, I'm going to still encourage you to listen to this because solopreneurs at some point, you could be like working towards the goal of wanting to be able to hire a team to help you. That is the ultimate goal, right? Because doing it alone can be really hard. And, and for a lot of us, it's the dream is to be able to have an assistant or be able to have um, other people that can be out there selling on your behalf, things like that. Okay, so here we go. Number one, walk the walk. Set the example. So if you want your team to be accountable, you yourself as the boss, the head bitch in charge, you must hold yourself accountable by showing your team that you are being held accountable. If you do not hold yourself accountable, you cannot begin to hold others accountable. It 100% begins with you. You have to model the behaviors that are important to the success of your fucking company. So you don't get to bitch at someone else for not doing the work and you not do your damn work, okay? Number two, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little story here. I once um, had a boss that told me that shit cannot roll uphill. She told me that. 
shit cannot roll uphill. And her mind basically was that as the owner of her company, I was never allowed to tell the clients that she did not do the work that was necessary for them to be calling me and complaining. So she wanted me to take the heat. She wanted me to take the blame for her not getting her work done. How do you think that made me feel as a member of the team? I did not like that at fucking all. I don't like being dishonest and I don't like lying to cover someone else's ass, especially the boss. I, mm-mm, I, mm-mm. So as the owner of the company, you have to own the good, the bad, and the ugly. Whatever shitty thing happens, it has to come back on you as a leader, okay? You have to own up when you make a mistake because it will build trust among your team. And it will allow your teammates to see that you are a human. You are a human. You're going to make mistakes. And that's fucking okay. But you own up and say, I fucked up, y'all. I fucked up. Okay. So the good, the bad, the ugly, you own it. You own it. Number three, all for one and one for all because there is no I in team. You cannot hold um, I should say this, you cannot have favorites. Everyone on your team must be held accountable to the same standard, including you. If you ignore someone else's mistakes, you can absolutely fucking guarantee that the energy in your office is going to change because people know when someone fucks up and there's no consequence, people know, and they fucking talk about it. And that is not going to create a very good environment because now there's like that resentment lingering because now they feel like, why did she get away with it? If I did that, I would not be able to get away with it. You do not want that shit on your team. That is drama and you cannot allow that to be there. So you must hold everyone accountable on your team, including you. So number four is to set your team up for success by having clear expectations. So does your team have everything they need to, uh, everything they need in order to be successful in completing whatever task or project or assignment that they have on their plate? Have you painted done for them? Brene Brown, uh, you know I talk about her all the time, but I'm just telling you right now. This analogy has about painting it done means that the person who is doing the work, if you say, hey, I need a report, have you painted done for them? Do they know why? Do they know exactly what it is that you need? Why you need that? Because they may have an idea, they may have follow-up questions, they may have a strategy to make it easier. Because as a leader, you may not know that they have a special skill set, Some, right? Sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. So paint done for them, okay? Um, and the person that you have given the task to, um, have you asked them if they understand everything that they need to do? Because when they say yes, they are basically saying that they are open to being held accountable. And if they say no, then you need to fix that shit. If you say, do you have everything you need in order to feel like you can successfully complete this project? 
and they say, yes, great. You know that they're, they are on board. They know exactly what needs to be done. And if they say no, then you need to figure out what questions they have and make sure that you know how to fix that for them. Because you need to be able to ask that question again and for them to be able to say yes. Because the other thing I need you to understand is setting the expectations means that you get that they are not mind readers. You've communicated the expectations to them. They are not mind readers. You have to tell people, flat out and be simple and be straightforward. The question, another question I have, my husband and I were talking about this, is he is a train, he trains people um, to, uh, at our local jail to be corrections officers, right? So each person gets like three trainers um, because there's different elements, different components that they need to learn. Each shift has different responsibilities. And so they get, they get a trainer from each day shift, swing shift, night shift, right? And he talks about like, if somebody is making an error in front of them, what do they do? If they're doing something wrong, that's blatantly wrong, he says, unless they're breaking the law, I let them make the mistake. If they're breaking the law, then I'm going to, I might make some uh, verbal, like I might clear my throat just to kind of give them a hint that uh, you might want to double check that. Um, but he says, unless they're breaking the law, he does not correct them in front of anyone else because he's going to use it as, an, as a learning opportunity, which comes into number five, which is do not fix it for them. Use mistakes as learning opportunities. So they kind of come in together here. So what happens if something doesn't go exactly as planned? Do you try to fix it or do you allow the team to take ownership of the problem and help them solve it? Because here's the deal, your team together is smart enough to fix it, okay? Your job as a leader is to ask them the right questions that could guide them to a solution. And let's make sure that we are not playing the blame game. Excuses, blaming, shaming. As a leader, how are you gonna shut that shit down? You cannot allow that to happen, okay? Number six is going to be to have some uh, practice good communication by what I call the check-ins, okay? Check in with your team regularly and ask them what they need to feel supported, okay? I had a friend once who was frustrated because she would send out an email that had, hey, this is the information I need from you. It would have a deadline and then the deadline would come and go and she felt that people were not respecting her. She felt disrespected that they were not fulfilling their end of the agreement. And I said, do you check in with them? She says, no. And I'm like, sometimes people need a check-in. I'm just checking in. I want to, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, I wanted to just remind you that you know, I need this information by this date. Do you have any questions? Do you need clarification? What, what can I do to help and support you to get me this information? Right? So 
Then the other time that I encourage you to do a check-in is at the end of a project being completed. So once it's done, if you launch something, do a final check-in with your team. How did things go? What could they do differently next time? What feedback or suggestions might they have for the team to work more constructively or cohesively for the next time? Okay, so now I want to talk about accountability and the consequences. And I want to ask you, as a leader, have you created a culture that welcomes questions? Because you need to be willing to have hard conversations. Okay, so let's say that the person that you asked to do this project did not do what they said they were going to do. They did not, they didn't do it. And they're trying to give you all these freaking excuses of why they couldn't get it done. So what are you going to do? You need to have a hard conversation. So the first thing I would do is I would ask them to propose a solution. So what are they going to do to make sure that doesn't happen next time? How are they going to fix it? They have to fix it. And you do that by number two, which is helping them feel the impact. Show them how their mistake impacts the company or the team. Because they, them not doing their work has an impact on others. Show them how it, how it impacts them. They may not understand that. They may not comprehend that them not doing their work has an impact on everyone else. Okay? It kind of reminds me of the football team, right? If someone does not block, the, does not block properly, the quarterback is going to get tackled. And if the quarterback gets tackled, they cannot make plays. So every person on that team has to do their job in order to block that the opponent from getting to their quarterback so the quarterback can do his part to move forward, to move the ball forward, whether that's passing it off or, or throwing it or running themselves, right? Those are the three options that a quarterback has. So the team, if, some if one person doesn't do their job and someone gets through and tackles their quarterback, it impacts the entire team, okay? So number three, what skills do they need to learn? What skill does that lineman need to have in order to block the opponent from coming and blocking their, and tackling their quarterback? Okay, what skills do they need to learn? Is there something that they're not quite sure how to do yet? If they're like, well, I really, um, I didn't really understand how to utilize this program, this platform. I've never used it before. I'm unfamiliar. I need someone to show me how to use this more effectively. Okay, perfect. Right? Get them the training that they need. Number four. What additional support do they need? Would a checklist be helpful? What is it exactly that they need in order to make sure that they are able to get done things that they need in time? That may mean, hey, um, I need someone to check in with me every week, every Wednesday to see where my progress is at. Knowing that someone is going to check in with me is going to help um, propel me to making sure that I'm getting my shit done. Great. Fine. Whatever you need. We're here to support each other. Number five, this is going to be a hard one, is to give them an out. Are they in the right role? 
because sometimes no matter how hard you push and poke, it's not going to, it's not going to help. They're not going to get better because sometimes your people are just not a right fit for that job. And so if they're like, if you can tell when people are just not in the right position, they would be better off in another, in another role in the company. What can you do to make that happen? Okay, so those are my tips that I have about being accountable to yourself and to your team. I hope this was helpful for you in some, some capacity. I would love, love, love to hear from you. If you want to email me at hello at elaineterso.com, I would love to hear your feedback about this topic. Um, and I would also love for you to visit my website, elaineterso.com, and sign up for my next, my, um, my uh, Level Up to Scale Up class, free education masterclass on September 21st, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. It'll be one hour, five days, for just five days. So a total of five hours, right? Um, there'll be some homework. There'll be some actions, some activities that you can do um, as a solopreneur or with your team to really help you like think about things in a different way. So hope you guys have a super great day. Thank you again for joining us on the Potty Mouth Pep Talk podcast. Make sure to subscribe and share this episode if you enjoyed it. Thanks so much. We'll see you later. Bye. Hey, hey, before you go, one last thing. I wanted to send you an invitation to join our next free five-day masterclass, which starts on September 21st via live Zoom um, for five days. And our class is called Level Up to Scale Up. And it is designed to support, uplift, and empower leaders, teams, and future leaders to get out of their own damn way, shift their mindset, and consider a different approach. Because let's be honest, if everything was working just fine, you wouldn't be here. I hope that you will consider joining us. Learn more about uh, this class at www.elaineterso.com.